Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Today, I am joined by Heather Ferris, and oh my God, we talked about Pinterest. It is a crazy undervalued platform. I mean, my mind was going in all kinds of directions, and I was like, I got to try this out. So I'm definitely going to test this out. But uh, I mean, she was literally getting, you know, leads for 87 cents, and you can't really get that on Facebook. Uh, you maybe you can, but uh, normally we don't. But anyway, if you want to check out Pinterest and see if you can use that for launching or just kind of building your audience, whatever, definitely check this episode out. So without further ado, let's get into it. Have you launched your online course with great success, or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry? Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Today's guest is Heather Ferris. Welcome, Heather. Hi, Ken. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. We are going to talk about the platform Pinterest today. Uh, I find that really interesting because that is not a platform I've personally used a lot myself. So can't wait to kind of dig into that. I think it's a platform a lot of people put on the back burner for a long time. Only 28% of marketers are actually using Pinterest to put content on the platform. So there's a big blue ocean out there still. Yeah, because I would think there's a lot of people actually using the platform. So yeah, there should be a potential there. Yeah, there's over 300 million users active worldwide. So there's a lot of people needing you listeners Mm -hmm. out there right now. Yeah, well, I can't wait to dig into that. But before we do that, let's just kind of, you know, get to know you, who you are, who you serve and what you do. Yeah. So like I said, my name is Heather Ferris and I run a digital Pinterest marketing agency based out of Tucson now. I just actually moved here in January. Before this, we were traveling full-time in an RV and I've been doing Pinterest for business for about four years and I've been using it as a consumer for 10, like since it was born. So uh, it was a very natural thing when I got started blogging for me to use and it just like I got good results really fast so Mm -hmm. friends started asking me to do it and then it just snowballed into like over 30 clients and hundreds of students now so that's amazing yeah kind of just fell in my lap the best opportunities do that I think (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so what uh, specifically do you use the uh, Pinterest for in your business when you kind of started out with it I was a mom blogger, so I used it to put my blogs on there. But like a Mm -hmm. lot of people, I didn't think that my content was good enough. I also didn't think that my pins were pretty enough. So it took me a good two months when I started blogging to even put content on there. But within three months of putting content on there, I had over 5,000 page views. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I just did like 
I was an angry mom at the time. So I talked about my journey through like anger and motherhood and budgeting and Mm. kind of like a lifestyle thing, just what was happening in my life and it took off. So, yeah. Hmm. But for those who may not know Pinterest where, well, what is it specifically and you know, what do we use it for or what do your audience use it for? So it's a visual search engine. So just like if you go to Google and you were to search for like recipes for dinner tonight, a lot of people use it for, for that, for DIY projects, recipes. A lot of people actually think that's all it's for. Mm-hmm. But when I started my business, I actually went to Pinterest first to search for like how to make money at home. And there were all these things on there about blogging and virtual assisting and all like just all these opportunities. So it's a visual search engine. People actually use very broad terms. Over 90% of searches on the platform are very broad terms. So they'll start with like beef recipes or money saving tips, something like that. And then Mm. all these pins come up and all these keyword suggestions come up. And it's just a, it's called the Pinterest path is what the engineer blog calls it. But the pinner, the user goes through like this experience of, really broad terms all the way down to finally what they want. So very Mm. visual, but also very keyword driven. So like you said, it's visual. So what is it that they post on Pinterest? Because I assume, or I I know that, you know, once you find something, you have like a link on that pin and you Mm -hmm. get taken to the website or whatever. Yeah. So for example, if I were to take your website and with like the podcast and I was to put it on the platform, I would create an image for like this Pinterest episode, how to use Pinterest marketing in your business is what I would title it. Mm -hmm. And I would use that as a keyword in my description. And then I would use the link to the podcast episode, the show notes as the destination for the pin. And then I would put it on platform, pin it to my board for maybe Pinterest tips and then that puts it out into the world for other people to then search for and find. Hmm. And, you know, for, you know, SEO wise, is it something that kind of helps you get an exposure on Google? Well? Uh, yeah, you can definitely double dip. So certain keywords will show up on Google that when you search for them, it'll be a pin. So I have a few of those that I rank for for Trello for that old mom blog that mm-hmm. did really well for a really long time. And it was a Pinterest URL in the Google search results. So you can double dip. It definitely depends on keywords and Google's algorithms. But yeah, I yeah. like to actually use one. This is one of the things I actually like to do because I start with Google SEO first before I put anything on Pinterest. Okay. I try to, I try to, if I can match up the keywords I'm using with my Google SEO to Pinterest SEO, if they match, then I definitely use them or I try to get them close enough. Hmm. Interesting. So if someone were to kind of start out with Pinterest, what should they start with? Very first thing, the most important thing to start with is a business account and optimizing your profile. So when you're thinking of the boards that you need to create on your profile for your business, say we were taking yours again, for example, I Mm. would think about the top three to five buckets of content that you create. So you talk about launching, you probably talk about some business tips, marketing tips. So those are three buckets. And Mm. then with those three buckets, I try to think of three to five boards that I can create for each 
bucket. So for the marketing, you could do digital marketing tips, podcast marketing tips, content marketing tips. That's three boards right there for just your marketing bucket. And you're going to do that for each of the buckets of content that you have. And you're going to use the platform search bar to guide you on what keywords to actually use and title the boards. So that's so where you start. That's the most important What does the buckets thing. do though? What, what, what are they for? It's just brainstorming. So when I talk about buckets, think of like the overall umbrella of content that you're creating. So you have, like I said, you have, uh, you could create like marketing tips. So that's a bucket, right? And within mm. that bucket, you talk about podcasting, launching. You could. That's kind of where you put the yeah. pins. Yeah. Okay. So you create through all of those boards. Those each three of those are boards. So content mm. marketing would be a board. Podcast marketing would be a board, and then launch marketing could be a board. So those are three boards that you could create based on that overall topic of marketing. You want to get really narrow in your keyword that you use because you can title your board marketing only, but the chances of it actually showing up in search because there's so many really broad board names is minimal. So you want to get really granular on your keyword that you're using. So that's why I You, I like to use keyword phrases that are three to five words strung together. So digital marketing tips would be a longer tail keyword. Mm -hmm. And then that's, so that's what I name my board titles. And then I use those same keywords that I'm going to like pin con, like whatever content I'm going to pin to that board. So if it's like Facebook or whatever, I'm going to use those types of keywords in my description. So Uh, how do you get your posts found on Facebook? What kind of keywords would that be? Would you use? And then do some research and then use those in the description. Mm -hmm. Not as difficult as it sounds. I always encourage people, <laughs> if you're ever wondering, like if you're brand new to Pinterest and you're wondering what this looks like, just go look at my profile on the platform and feel free to swipe anything you find there because my profile is very optimized. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because it sounds a little bit overwhelming, you know, coming from not knowing about Pinterest, basically, and just, oh, you got to do all of this stuff, and you got to think about that, and it's like, ooh, I it kind of scares you a little bit. It's, <laughs> yes, at, in the beginning, a lot of my clients that come to me, that's the point that they're at. They're like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't have time for this. Just do it. Just take mm -hmm. it. And my students are always like, okay, did I do this right? They're asking for feedback on their optimization with pin descriptions and things like that. And I'll often rewrite them for them if I think I can do better. But I just would suggest looking at a profile like mine. It's Pinterest.com forward slash Heather Ferris Co. Super simple. Mm -hmm. Look at mine and then just start with creating boards related to your content. So if it's digital marketing, blogging, and social media, That's super simple. You've got three topics. Now try to come up with three boards for each topic. That would be three, six, nine boards mm -hmm. that you would need to create. You could do that in an hour. Yeah, probably could. Yeah. Just, yeah, it just sounds overwhelming. You know, just start that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. But uh, how do you kind of, what is it that people click on and how do you make sure that you, people find your stuff and get clicked on? So you make sure that people find your stuff by using really good keywords. So that's mm -hmm. where that keyword search comes up of yeah. like starting with a broad term. So if we're thinking about podcast tips, 
I'm the person looking, maybe they're looking to start a podcast like me. I'm going to go to the platform and type in podcast tips. So just look for those really good keywords, three to five words in length, and try to use a few keywords in your descriptions and on your text overlay. Pinterest image is really simple. It's literally like usually a stock photo and it has some text on the, on the image. Mm -hmm. That's the text overlay. And so you're just going to start out with just using really good SEO and making sure that your boards exist and there's a place mm -hmm. to, to pin your podcast pin. And then you do that consistently. Yeah. To get people to the, find you. Does the image count for a lot to make sure that people click on it? Or is it just the, I know you search for something and that's enough. So I always say that you need to have a, a strong image. It needs to be compelling. Otherwise people won't see it in their feed. So I like mm -hmm. to use bright colors for my images and bold fonts. That way it's really readable. It's very simple. And then just keep it simple and make sure you put like a call to action on there. So if it's like start a podcast, then your call to action could be like, grab my start a podcast checklist, like download mm -hmm. now. And you could put like an image of your printable on there. Super simple. I think a lot of people overthink it. And I would suggest just starting if you're creating pins and you're confused with that process. If anyone's confused with where to get started on creating images, then always start with your keyword research first. That way you know what to put on the pin mm -hmm. because Pinterest can read the image and then your description comes into that. So if you're confused by the process, just take yourself out of the picture, take all the emotion out, start with a simple Canva template. They're already pre-made. Choose one that looks nice, put your brand colors on it, and then have a Pinterest window open next to that window and just do some simple research. So if it's podcast tips, just start with podcast tips in the search bar. Mm -hmm. See what comes up related to your topic and then start putting some things together, some sentences together. And then after you have your description written, that'll be easier to then correlate to what your pin image needs to say. Does that yeah. help? Yeah, sounds simple enough to be honest. Yeah, we don't have to overthink it, basically. That's yes. kind of what you're saying here. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's one thing to get people to click on and all of that stuff, but um, is there any way to uh, promote your pins in any kind of way? I know just like uh, Facebook ads and all, mm -hmm. Instagram ads and like that. Yeah, so Pinterest's ad platform is a lot newer than, say, Google or Facebook ads even, but it is a very established ads platform. So you can definitely use ads, and it's the same deal. You're creating Pinterest images, so it's image-driven. And then if you mm. would like to, you can target, you can optimize just like for Facebook ads. If you want to optimize for signups, you can do that, or purchases. Okay. You can optimize for uh, purchases. Um, you can do conversion campaigns just like on Facebook. It's very similar, even down to the attribution window on, and if anyone's ran Facebook ads, they'll know what I'm talking about. It's very similar on Pinterest. So I would say if you're just starting out, start with a small traffic ad just to test it out. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of move into more advanced conversion campaigns. Yeah. Cause how does that work though? Is it, I mean, it would still look the same, but you have a, is there a specific call to action on that pin that will kind of determine what kind of um, ad you're running? 
ideally, uh, the call to action is going to be whatever you are running. So I have a, I have a client right now. We're running a launch. We're running free launch content to mm -hmm. open her membership at the end of the month. And her calls to action, because we're trying to get people to download the checklist, it's just a freebie that she's offering to get her on their list. And then mm -hmm. we'll launch her list. So her call to action is just download the checklist. So there's like an arrow with a button and it says download now. Mm -hmm. And then they click on it and they get to her board or the specific pin. They click on, so in the feed, they click on the board or they click on the pin, right? So there's just a yeah. pin in the feed of all the images. They mm -hmm. would click on the pin and it takes them straight to a landing page where okay. they are then greeted with her checklist opt-in. Right. It's a very simple opt-in landing page. We take all the noise out. Their only action on that page is to download the checklist. Okay. So you see, I really don't know much about Pinterest, <laughs> but yeah, but that sounds really cool. Yeah. I know I've seen a lot of people have had great success kind of building their email list and stuff like using Pinterest. And this is specifically... Uh, basically what you guys are doing as well, just building yes, your list. On for Pinterest. this client. Yeah. My ad actually right now that I'm running for her is getting leads for 87 cents when I checked it yesterday. So 87 uh -huh. cents per email address is what I'm pulling in for her right now. And that's not too shabby because the last Facebook no. ad I ran, I was getting about $2 per lead. So mm -hmm. yeah. So would you say that Pinterest still is a um, platform that is under, well, is still the underdog compared to ads? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're the new kid on the block. Mm -hmm. um, you know, their ads platform isn't as old as say Facebook, like I said before. And I think it's really undervalued too, but a lot of marketers are figuring out they can run ads for cheaper than Facebook. Mm -hmm. Big, big companies like Kellogg's and Imperfect Foods, stores that don't even sell anything online are running ads on Facebook for brand awareness and pushing people in store. There are car companies like Jaguar running ads on Pinterest. Hmm. So, is there any specific type of audience that uses Pinterest or is it, you know, everybody? Yes. So there, the numbers are vast, but the majority of the people that use Pinterest are women and mm. the majority of U S based women are mothers using the platform. So it's about 83% of households in the United States. There's a mom in that residence that is using okay. Pinterest. Interesting. Yeah. So you, yeah. So it's not maybe something that's for everybody, but definitely if you have an audience within that, if that is you, a good. Yeah, definitely. If you have an audience that's mainly females or you're targeting that, that decider in the household, you can definitely find some success on the platform. About mid-20s to mid-50s is the, the biggest age range of women that are using it. Mm -hmm. About 40% of all new signups are coming from men, though. So those are there are men starting to figure out that this platform could teach me mm -hmm. like woodworking and things like that, like how to do things around the house. Yeah. You mentioned that you yeah, you were running an ad for your client uh, during a dis build up to a launch. Um, it would be interesting to kind of just uh, talk a little bit how we can use Pinterest for, you know, building like a launch runway or just, you know, maybe even launching through Pinterest. Is that something yes. you're familiar with? Yeah. So what I like to do with launching, so I know that's your audience and that's everything you talk about is usually launch related. So if you're mm -hmm. wanting to, to runway some 
to launch ads on Pinterest, I would think about six weeks in advance of open cart and mm -hmm. you start just sending ads for those first few weeks to pre-launch content. So testimonial videos, product objection, blog posts, things like that. Get yeah. them nice and primed. And then you're at the same time, you can be building your list with these. So have some sort of call to action on those, get them on your email list. And then, you know, as you get closer to open cart, you can switch your ad strategy to be either sales page or maybe it's a webinar, whatever's going to drive them the most, whatever your launch strategy is to get into that cart or at least mm -hmm. into those sales emails. And then I would definitely suggest running retargeting campaigns because those are so powerful. So as people are joining your list and you're running those ads, then have some retargeting going reminding them that cart's opening or reminding them that the cart is open mm -hmm. and they don't want to miss out. Sounds really, you know, pretty much the same thing that you would do on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. It's pretty much the same setup. And yeah, like I was still surprised you mentioned retargeting as well. I didn't you know, know that was a thing on Pinterest Absolutely. as well. But uh, so, yeah, so it's basically you can do anything on Pinterest, which you can do on Facebook uh, as Absolutely. as well. You're just thinking about it from that visual perspective and you can do videos on the platform as well. So anywhere from four seconds okay. to 15 minutes. So if you have video testimonials or videos that are promoting your launch content, you can create video pins and send them out on the platform to drive more yeah. interest. So how would that work? Does it, it, it doesn't actually show the video, but you take them to another No, place it shows or? the video. Yeah, your oh, video is actually on the image. So I make okay. video pins using Keynote with my MacBook. That's the mm -hmm. simplest way for me to do it. But Canva even allows you to create video pins now as well. You upload your video into Canva and you create your pin, drag it over and download it. So it's, there's so many easy ways to create those videos now. And the video plays right there. It's an autoplay. So as soon as they hit, like your pin shows in the feed, it starts playing and the noise is there. So it's like in your Facebook feed when the videos yeah. you're scrolling. Yeah. Same deal. Amazing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to check out Pinterest now. I've been talking yeah. to you about this, but uh, yeah, it sounds like it's a really undervalued platform that people should definitely look into a lot more than, yeah, that people do. I mean, uh, but it, do we see that Pinterest is growing or, you know, how is, how is Pinterest doing these days? It is growing. It's doing very well. So they launched into a public IPO and they're on the stock, stock exchange now. So they went public in 2019 around the same time last year. And ever since they went public, they have, they've really started pushing out new products and new ways to use the platform and they're making it even better. So I mean, only good things are to come since mm -hmm. going public. So it's definitely a growing platform. I mean, they're amassing new signups every single day, 200 billion pins and growing on the platform. So yeah, yeah. it's not going anywhere. <laughs> well, that's good. I forgot to ask you about this, but is there, you know, once you have the, um, your account, your Pinterest account, do you get like followers? Uh, and you know, how do you, how does that work if they're following you? So if someone follows you, they have a specific tab on their profile called the following tab. I personally never use it. And a lot of marketers I talk to don't use it either, but people apparently use it or it wouldn't exist. So when mm -hmm. they follow you, they have the following tab and your pins are then in the following tab and they're in order. 
They're not okay. like the smart feed or your Facebook feed where it refreshes constantly. Mm-hmm. The following feed is in order from you know, what was in last or whatever. So you right. get followers. Followers don't matter as much on Pinterest because it is very search-based. People mm-hmm. aren't going there to look for specific brands or specific people. They're looking for a specific solution to their problem. Right. So you have to think about that a little bit differently. Differently. Uh, so you're not kind of building that social following. You are focusing on, you know, make sure that you hit the people that you know are yeah, searching for a specific topic or whatever that is. Yes, and that's where your keywords come in. Mm-hmm. So you would say that you know whatever it is that you do, keyword is like the foundation of your whole Pinterest account, and you really should spend some good amount of time on make sure that you get that right. Yes, that is the base of your your foundation is your keyword strategy. And then layered on top of that are your images. So you can get, your images can be ugly as can be. If your keywords work and people are still attracted to your ugly images, it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Keep doing it. Just be consistent and grow over time. And Canva makes it so easy. I know I've mentioned this image creation tool thousand times it's because it's like my work life Mm -hmm. I'm in love with it it makes it so easy to make images and make them look nice so start with a really good foundation on keywords I have a video I can send you put in the show notes if you'd like it's a simple like four minute this is how you find keywords video that people can watch it's like I send this to people all the time they're like I don't know what I'm looking for watch this video absolutely we'll definitely get that up so how do you kind of once you get started with the whole platform, so what is it that you need to do to make sure that you continue to grow and you get more out of the platform than kind of what, you know, if you're starting out, obviously it's things are going maybe a little bit slow and stuff like that. But once you've been doing this for six months, how do you make sure that you keep growing with it's that platform? In, it's so important that you look at your analytics because at the end of the day, people are coming to you for something and you need to make sure you continue to provide that. So even in my own Pinterest accounts, I noticed that three to four different pins will consistently be bringing me traffic and impressions. So I want to make sure that I'm continuing to provide solutions to those. So whether you're creating new images for those old URLs, which anyone is familiar with Pinterest marketing right now, it's called fresh pins, or you're creating new content along those same lines, just read your analytics and make sure you're paying attention to what people are actually clicking on, what images that they're attracted to, what keywords you're getting found in, and just kind of track those things in a spreadsheet. It can be super simple and just continue to do that and just be consistent. Don't go two weeks scheduling and then three weeks not scheduling. If Mm. you can even just do 10 pins in your schedule per day and a really easy scheduling tool that's super affordable is Tailwind. A lot of people use that for their Pinterest scheduling. You can just put few as like 10 pins on your schedule per day. If you sit down once a week for an hour, you fill your schedule up and you're looking at those analytics and you're pairing that with what's coming up in the world. So don't be pinning about Christmas when we're talking about July 4th, right? (laughs) Be on topic and just stay consistent. That's the number one key. Have a good keyword strategy work on your images over time and just stay consistent. Okay. And um, you mentioned that you talk about 10 pins. So is that, Mm -hmm. do we have to push out a lot of content in order to stay on top? 
No, even I, I have some newer clients that don't have a ton of content, like less than 20 posts. So it can be anything that you promote. It can be affiliate links, product pages, sales pages, link, like lead magnets. I promote my YouTube videos on Pinterest. So I will even link, like I'll grab the link to YouTube and I'll make a long pin and I'll mm-hmm. send traffic directly to my YouTube channel. You can send traffic to your Facebook group, to your Facebook page. As long as it has a URL, you can send traffic to it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be like all 10 of those in your schedule each day don't even need to be yours. You could do five of yours and five of someone else's. Right. And that, you know, that's your 10 for the day. Yeah. So uh, basically you can repurpose a lot of your own content as well because you yes. don't have to come up with new stuff like you mentioned. Yeah. I would say if you can at least put out one to two new pieces of content a month, that's best. If you can do one a month, that's okay. Mm -hmm. If you're consistently rotating the same old images, you're not going to see any growth on the platform, especially with the changes that Pinterest released earlier this year. And they are wanting new content basically. And it doesn't have to be brand new. It just has to be new. So new pins for old posts count as new. Okay. So if you made a, like if you, when you publish this post, if you made one pin for it and in four weeks, you wanted to promote that post again, just make a new pin for it. That's considered new. Mm-hmm. Do you delete the old one or do you no. just keep that and just create a new one? Create new ones. Don't delete anything old. You don't need to delete anything. Just mm-hmm. continue to create new versions and just move forward. Okay. And as for, you know, um, a little bit more high ticket programs, have you seen anybody else do something like that? I mean, it's yeah. obviously you can push a webinar and all that stuff, but that's some more low cost. Um. So you have to remember that most of your traffic coming from Pinterest, they're coming cold. So you're going to have to build mm. some trust with them. So if you yeah. wanted to promote high ticket programs on Pinterest, you need to back it up and think about where that cold traffic is going to be and how you need to build trust with them before you offer that. So maybe you have a webinar funnel where you have like the opt-in to get the webinar. And then on the thank you page of the webinar, you have the sales page button to buy product. This I do the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And that takes them to the sales page and then they have the opportunity to buy or book a call. So just think about like back your journey up for your ideal client and what they are going to need to buy that thing. What mm-hmm. needs to take place in between? Because they're normally going to come cold. Yeah, so you should probably have some kind of a, a funnel, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, can promote something that they can get some value up front free. And then then you can pitch a sale for them. Absolutely. Yes. And the whole like small product thing, I'm not going to say the official word for it because that's someone else's thing, but there's like the small products are taking the world by storm right now, right? $27 products are everywhere. Those mm-hmm. are really great on Pinterest. They're an easy no-brainer. And when you're a woman in the household, but you have to think about her and if she needs to ask her husband for permission to buy the thing. If she, mm-hmm. if, if it's at a price point where you think she's going to need to ask for permission, then probably you need to back it down a little bit. Maybe do a, a product ladder down of a product. The freebie to tripwire model works excellent on Pinterest. So if you have a free offer and then immediately on the thank you page, like a slow funnel, Mm-hmm. Those convert really well. I promote those. And then another strategy that I use a lot is 
I'll have a small product sales page. And then at the very bottom, I'll have an opt-in. So for anyone that's not interested in buying the thing, they can opt in for a free product that's directly related. So mm -hmm. I do this for Canva templates. Um, I sell Canva templates for $35. At the very bottom, if they're not interested in buying these right now, they can get five free. And then I put them into my funnel and I sell to them again. Mm, nice. Yeah. There's so many strategies you can use, but. Yeah. I mean, is and you can, like you mentioned that you basically can, you know, promote something that is a direct sale just yeah. with a pin. Straight to sales page. Uh, I do this with all of my small products. Um, I don't do this with my course that's $200 or even Obviously. my other course that's like $400, but mm -hmm. I send them to the small product, the $27 product. And then in the back end, in the evergreen funnel, then I pitch them the higher price product. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, it's, it's mind blowing to be honest. Um, <laughs> I love how this, uh, how this works. So hope, really, hope, really hope that people get something out of this as well, as much as I did, to be honest. Do you have any like last tips that you want to share with people that you really haven't mentioned? No, just get started. That's really, people are scared about getting started. I have a whole section on my site called It's a Getting Started Guide, and it's different blog posts I've written on like how to create a profile and how to create pins and like little bite-sized tips on different things to do when you're getting started. So definitely mm -hmm. check that out if you're interested. And then, you know, I have a strategy guide checklist for staying consistent on the platform that's free if they wanted to grab that too. So I'll get you those links and they can. Yeah. We'll consume. write up all those free resources in the show notes so people can yeah. go out and find them. Absolutely. So where can people find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah. So everything is, uh, heatherferris.com is my site. And then all my social is Heather Ferris Co. I'm the most active on Instagram because I just like that platform. So come hang out with me. I do uh, trainings a couple times a week in stories and yeah, that's where I'm yeah. at. Thank awesome. you. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking about Pinterest. Like I said, I think, yeah, just talking with you as well. I found it really interesting. And I think actually I will, I'm going to have to try some of this stuff out, obviously. So hopefully people will see the same value in this as well. Well, thank you, Ken. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for letting me come on. No problem. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And we'll catch you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.